Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a special edition of That's Entertainment. It's my year-end review show. I'm your host, Tammy Joan Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next two hours, I'm going to give you the rundown of the top entertainment news that made headlines in 2023, from the scandals, the top concerts of the year, the best in movies and television, the best concerts, the celebrity memoirs, and my personal countdown of the best songs of 2023. And let's not forget all the celebrities that we lost as well. So sit back, relax, grab some dinner, some wine, or grab some coffee if you are working that last shift of the day as I give you the rundown of the best in entertainment for, for 2023. Hit it! get started with the show today, I want to give you guys, let you guys know uh, if you are new to the show and if you're listening for the very first time and you like what you hear, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page and that way you get a reminder every time I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number one. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on X at That's Entertain One, that's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one, you can also follow me on X, at Stiletto14, that's Stiletto Like the Shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, at the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Also, make sure you tune in on February 14th for my annual Valentine's Day show. It's the only show of the year where I do a full music show with some of my favorite artists to celebrate lover's holiday so if you don't have any plans for that evening hang out with me and keep me company you will not be disappointed so let's get started uh, in a year when Hollywood was brought to a standstill by actors and writers going on strike, 2023 was still alive with the host of Celebrity News. The year saw a film about uh, children, dolls dominating the box office, Sir Elton John played his final tour show, and the Duke of Sussex had, had his day in court. Uh, there was no shortage of celebrity moments that fired up the group text and sent everyone down a social media rabbit hole this year, uh, whether it was a reality TV, cheating scandal, the pages of a tell-all memoir, or a courtroom clash over a crash on a luxury ski mountain, a sexual assault lawsuit, a shocking breakup, or an unexpected medical scare. So 2023 was quite the year. And while this probably wasn't crazier than any other year, it sure felt like we were overwhelmed with celebrity scandals and surprises. Here is a, some of the run, uh, roundup of some of the biggest headlines that was grabbing uh, celebrity moments of the year. Uh, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, they released new music. Uh, they uh, released Now and Then in November by finishing off a track originally written and, and sung by John Lennon in the 1970s using technology to overlay music from living members like Sir Paul Mark McCartney and Sir Ringo Starr as well as the late George Harrison. 
after the release of that video, on which the old footage of Lennon and Harrison was added alongside Sir Paul and Sir Ringo, the remastered song made history for the band as they became the act with the longest gap between two, two, two chart toppers. The Rolling Stones earned their 14th number one album in October with Hackney Diamond, the first release with new songs since drummer Charlie Watts died in August of 2023. Uh, I'm sorry, 2021. Taylor Swift and Beyonce tour films release. Uh, they ruled the box office with the release of separate concert films in theaters. Uh, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, came, came first in its weeks of release in December when it took $21 million in the North American ticket sales, while Taylor Swift, the Eras tour, had the highest ticket sale revenue during a single day in the AMC theaters, 103rd year history and earned $92.8 million in October. Swift also broke uh, View International Records for the most tickets sold during the U.K. pre-sale opening week for a music event, and uh, Odeon had to add more screening. Uh, Rihanna, the halftime show, and the baby announcement. Who can we forget? Rihanna revealed her latest pregnancy while performing in a red outfit and stroking her stomach at the Super Bowl halftime show in February. Uh, She also gave birth to her first child with rapper ASAP Rocky, uh, her son RZA, and the mayor, uh, they were both born. Um, the, the second son was born in May. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the first son, Rizzo, was born in May of last year. And the second son, Riot Rose, was born on August 1st. James Corden, he uh, left the, uh, it was his last uh, hurrah doing, being the host of the Late Late Show. Uh, in April, the British actor and comedian presented his final episode, for which he won multiple Emmys. The last CBS show featured appearances from megastars like Harry Styles and actor Will Ferrell. And before the show, a segment aired with British singer Adele taking over Corden's carpool karaoke role as she drove him to work. However, she was not the last of Corden's interviewing celebrities as Sirius XM announced in November that he will host This Life of Mine with James Corden. Also, a man that was charged nearly 30 years after shooting the shooting of Tupac Shakur, uh, Dwayne Keith, uh, known as uh, Dwayne Keith E. D. Davis, was charged in September with rapper and actor Tupac Shakur murder after a 1996 drive-by shooting near the Las Vegas Strip. The former Los Angeles gang leader, originally from Compton, was one of the last living witnesses to the incident and has denied the allegations. Also, uh, there was no shortage of celebrity moments that fired up the group text and, again, sent everybody scrambling on social media. Uh, we, how can we forget uh, that it was one of the craziest and one of the biggest uh, top celebrity moments was uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's ski trial. Uh, she made an appearance on the witness stand in a televised trial in March. Uh, she treated us to meme-worthy moments. It was all related to her collision on the slope with uh, a retired optometrist by the name of Terry Sanderson, who sued the star for $300,000 after he said she ran into him in 2016 while skiing at a Utah resort. 
Sanderson said the crash left him with broken ribs, a concussion, and brain trauma. And on the stand, some of the questions Paltrow received were valid. She was described the moment the two collided, while others were maybe not so much. Um, I guess they were not that much surprised or even concerned. Uh, Paltrow called the lawsuit an attempt to exploit her celebrity and wealth and said on the stand that the collision caused her to miss half a day of skiing with a sore knee. The jury ultimately found the actor and Goop founder not guilty and says Sanderson was at fault in the crash. Also, another bombshell is the celebrity memoirs that we were that took place this year. A lot of every now every time you turn around, there was a celebrity coming out with a, their own book, and um, there was a it was a banner year for these celebrities spilling buckets of tea in print, highlighted by uh, three memoirs in particular. Prince Harry gave an inside look of his life in the British royal family in his memoir, Spare. The revelation included alleged drama between Catherine, Princess of Wales, and Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, over a bridesmaid dress. King Charles III not hugging him after Princess Diana's death, an explosive fight between Harry and Prince William, and Harry's drug use. Britney Spears' memoir, The Woman in Me, continued the top nonfiction bestseller list with some eye-opening moments from the pop superstar's life. She reflected on having an abortion with ex-boyfriend Justin Timberlake, shaving her head in 2007, and facing restrictions on her finances and diet while being in a, in a conservatorship administered by her father. And, of course, Jada Pickett-Smith made plenty of headlines with her memoir, Worthy, as well as revealing a series of interviews with today's Hold a Copy. In her book, she opened up about the Oscar slap involving Chris Rock and husband Will Smith, her entanglement with singer August Alsina in the midst of her marriage, and how Rock once asked her on a date, uh, before time, obviously, uh, in her interview with Hoda, Smith shared that she and Will Smith had been separated since 2016 but are not legally divorced. She also spoke about what people didn't see in the aftermath of the Oscars slap. Priscilla Presley uh, dispute over her daughter, Lisa Marie Presley's will, uh, a situation that couldn't have got ugly among one of the most famous families in the world appealed to have an amicable resolution. In February, Priscilla Presley made a court challenge of daughter Lisa Marie Presley, Will, uh, which gave Priscilla granddaughter actor Riley Kahn a control of Lisa Marie's estate. It came just weeks after Lisa Marie's death at 54 from cardiac arrest. The family in fighting led a friend of Lisa Marie to call it a money grab by Priscilla, while the widow of Elvis Presley requested everyone to ignore the noise around the court filing. Khan was officially named the sole trustee of Lisa Marie's estate in August after a months-long legal dispute. Presley told The Hollywood Reporter that she and her granddaughter are on good terms, while Khan defined her relationship with Presley as happy in an interview with Vanity Fair. Lizzo was sued by her backup dancers for alleged harassment. Three former backup dancers from, for music superstar Lizzo filed a lawsuit against her in August alleging sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment. One doctor, I'm sorry, one dancer alleged that Lizzo shamed her for her gaining weight 
while another claimed the singer made her touch the breast of a nude woman on stage at a strip club. Lizzo called the accusation in the lawsuit false and outrageous in a statement. And in the filing in October, Lizzo's lawyer asked the court to throw out the dancer's claim, citing the slap statute against frivolous lawsuits. The lawsuit has not reached a resolution. And that 70s show starred Danny Masterson's 30-year prison sentence. Uh, it was stunning fall for Danny Masterson when the former That 70s Show star was sentenced to 30 years to life in prison in September after being found guilty of raping two women. Masterson was convicted in May on two counts of rape that occurred more than two decades of, decades ago. Uh, at his home in Hollywood Hills, California, Masterson did not make any statement at his sentencing. While the two women he was convicted of raping urged the judge to issue a harsh punishment, Masterson's attorney said he plans to appeal the conviction. His former That 70s Show co-star uh, Ashton Kusher and Mila Kunis also faced blowback for calling Masterson a role model in letters to the court prior to his sentencing. And this was a big one this year. Sean Diddy Combs settled a lawsuit with his ex and was accused of abusive behavior by multiple women. In a federal lawsuit that was filed in New York City in November, the rapper and music executive was accused by singer Cassie, his ex-girlfriend, of rape, physical, and sexual abuse and coaxing her into drug use during their 11-year relationship. Combs, who go by Diddy, denied the allegations. In the aftermath of the settlement, Combs has since had three other lawsuits filed against him by women alleging sexual assault. The second lawsuit was filed in November in New York Supreme Court by Joy Dickerson Neal, who alleged Combs sexually assaulted her in 1991 when she was a student at Syracuse University. A third lawsuit was filed in November in New York by Liza Gardner, who accused Combs and R&B singer Aaron Hall of assaulting her and a friend at Hall's apartment in the early 1990s. A fourth lawsuit was filed on December 6th in New York by an unidentified woman accusing Combs and two others of sex trafficking and gang rape in 2003 when she was 17 years old. Combs released a statement on December 6th denying the each of the sickening allegations uh, against him, saying, quote, enough is enough. And this was a big story in 2023, Hollywood on strike. That's right, dual strikes by the WGA and the SAG-AFTRA brought Hollywood to a standstill as the unions set up star-studded picket lines in front of major studios. Production was shut down for six months, delaying the start of the fall TV season and forcing films to push back release dates. Now that the work stop, uh, stoppages uh, are over, it will be interesting to see how long it takes for businesses to bounce back. Also, Michael B. Jordan Ferrari had crashed. The Creed uh, three actor uh, director may find himself starting 2024 in hot water. His Hollywood car accident where he crashed his Ferrari into a parked car is now under investigation by the LAPD. And John, Jonathan Major assault trial, just just as he was about to level up in Hollywood, the Creed Three star Jonathan Major was arrested for assaulting his ex-girlfriend. After revealing two weeks' trial, the Kang actor was found guilty of reckless assault in the third degree and harassment, leading Marvel Studios to finally fire him. 
He currently scheduled to be sentenced on February 6th. And let's not forget Jamie Foxx's medical complications. You know, fans were deeply worried for the Oscar winner when news broke in April that he was rushed to an Atlanta hospital with a medical complication. Uh, His inner circle kept the details of his illness very quiet, which led conspiracy theories to run rampant. And Jamie ended the year by making his first major appearance since the incident and telling the world that he wasn't a clone. Right now, we have 16 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to the a special edition of That's Entertainment. It's our year-end review for 2023. Every year at this time, I give you the rundown of the top entertainment stories that made headlines in 2023, everything from the best in movies, television, the the scandals. Um, this year we got something different, the best in concerts, the, the, the top best memoirs. Uh, a lot of celebrities were writing down, uh, writing books. So um, if this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Uh, th- we do this show every year in December, and we also do um, – uh, also, we give you a list of some of the best in music. Uh, this year, uh, every year, I give you uh, some of my my personal uh, rundown of the top songs that made my personal list in 2023, the best in music according to my taste. So hopefully you agree as well. Uh, let's continue on. Uh, Angela Basket, uh, Oscar snub. In the months leading up to 2023's Academy Award, it seemed like Angela Bassett was a uh, was a lock-in of a final win for her long overdue Oscar. However, Academy voters decided to honor Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once instead. As if that disrespect wasn't enough, viewers thought our that the Queen, our Angela Bassett, wasn't humble enough in defeat. So she's set to receive an honorary Oscar, but it feels like a weird consolation prize. T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach's Messy Romance. Uh, T.J. Holmes is a friend to the show. I interviewed T.J., oof, I, I guess I got to say about five, six years ago when uh, he was hosting his own news show on BET. But this scandal actually started in December of last year and has somehow stretched all the way into December of this year. T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach started the year by being officially let go from GMA3, Good Morning America 3, after their affair led to controversial headlines. As if that wasn't messy enough, Rumors have recently circulated that their exes are now dating, something Amy is reportedly livid about. Mm. She mad that the, the, their exes got together. Isn't that something? Jeezy and Jeannie Mai's ugly split. In case you needed more proof that Instagram is not real life, rapper Jeezy stunned fans in September when he filed for divorce from wife Jeannie Mai. Their split had gotten increasingly contentious with Jeannie accusing Jeezy of cheating and him alleging that she gatekeeping their daughter. This is going to get messier before it's over. Vin Diesel, this has just recently came up in the news. He has a sexual battery lawsuit. 
the actor, former assistant, filed a sexual battery lawsuit against the Fast and Furious star. She accused him of sexual assaulting her while she was uh, work, while she worked for him when he was shooting Fast Five. A statement from his attorney said, in part, "Quote: Vin Diesel categorically denies this claim in its entirely." Unquote. What, what, speaking of messy, Kiki Palmer and her uh, boyfriend Darius Jackson. Uh, Following Darius Jackson's public criticism of Kiki Palmer's outfit, the Internet spent months speculating about the state of their relationship. The Nope star surprised us all in November when she filed a restraining order against her son's father, accusing him of domestic abuse. They were planning a, a, to settle things through mediation, but now Jackson is making abuse claims against Palmer. This is a devastation situation for the a, and for the entire family. And Tory Lanez is finally sentenced. Uh, after multiple motions and delays, rapper Tory Lanez was finally sentenced to 10 years in prison for shooting Megan Thee Stallion. He now finds himself in a supermax prison while Megan is set to perform in Times Square on New Year's Eve. Well, you know, as I was saying, you know, 2023, uh, as we talk about music, uh, had some of the best uh, in music, whether it was Jungkook from BTS collaborating with Lato, uh, Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice doing the soundtrack to Barbie. Uh, it had a lot of variations. Uh, each December, the best of lists spring from every corner of music, uh, naturally each, uh, especially music journalism. Uh, normally each critic has their own collections of favorite, including myself, a unique set of taste that brings to conversation. Therefore, every selection for the list below is a true standout in the artist catalog, and that transcends the border of a track list and holds up on its own. Coming at number five on my uh, list of some of the top music of 2023 is my guy here, uh, speaking of BTS, Jimin. Uh, he, no, I'm sorry, I'm, he's number four. SZA, she had a great year this year. She, it was almost too on the nose that SZA snooze, the song, will become one of the year's permanent sleeper hits, and as it grew from fan favorite, deep cut, to TikTok breakout hit, to a legitimate crossover smash, the SOS single revealed itself to be a love song of dangerously narcotic potency, potency, I'm sorry, intoxicating through its deliberate acoustic groove, and SZA, uh, also the, the, the whole Let's talk this argument back up to my place. That was one of the the lyrics to the song. It really does sound like the feeling of being in bed with someone you love and deciding you just have to have another 15 minutes there. SZA uh, is also up for a Grammy for uh, Best Single for Kill Bill, also for Best Album, 
And I'm very uh, very proud of her because I've always been a fan of hers. But this album, SOS, is one of her best so far, and I hope she does win. Coming at number five on my top uh, music of 2023 is SZA in Snooze.
also this year, uh, we want to talk about the best TV shows of 2023. Uh, television is still in this so-called golden era, at least. That's what numerous outlets and critics tell us. And you know what? They might actually be right. The best shows on Netflix, Mags, Hulu, and Prime Video are excellent examples of why streaming has become such a powerful force in the industry, while cable keeps delivering the same excellent, daring, and bold shows that first made is a force to be reckoned with. Hell, even network TV is putting something of a fight thanks to hits like Abbott Elementary. Indeed, 2023 gave us enough great shows to justify the term golden era. And among these great shows, some were outright masterful. Uh, these these shows across uh, that from across streaming and cable are the best of the year, thanks to their incredible performers, clever writing, and outright ability to capture the, the the essence of the character and the show and become part of an everyday lexicon, from apocalypse dramas to satire comedies. Uh, these are some of the ten the best shows of 2023, some of the 10 best. Uh, Coming in at number 10 is a show on Prime Video called I'm a Virgo. Uh, Boots Riley rose to prominence with his remarkable, intelligent, and subversive 2018 pitch black comedy, Sorry to Bother You. And after spending far too long from the camera, he returned this year with an absurdist comedy, I'm a Virgo a hidden gem that didn't receive half the attention it deserved. Emmy winner Gerald Jerome starred as Cootie, a 13-foot-tall boy who escaped his sheltered life to experience the liberties of the world after being discovered by a group of teenage political activists. Number nine from Prime Video, Dead Ringers. You know, we live in the age of the limited series, classic movies, books, and podcasts. We receive eight-episode seasons meant to feed the ever-changing demand of a ferocious industry. With so much content available, many of them slipped through the cracks, and which was unfortunate the case for this brilliant Dead Ringers. Uh, Rachel Weisz, confidently and effortlessly guide this intense psychological nightmare or brutal visual spectacle, making up for the show let's admit many flaws. Uh, yet there's nothing wrong with the perfect actor finding the perfect role and consuming everything around them in a larger-than-life flex of talent and charisma. Dead Ringers is a stellar showcase for Rachel Weiss, and we couldn't be happier about it. Number eight, HBO's Barry. Few SNL actors have as thriving and acclaimed career following their stunt on the popular sketch show as Bill Hader. The actor's biting and wicked black comedy, Barry, earned him critical raves as an actor, writer, and director, including two Emmy Awards for his lead role as hitman turned actor student Barry Berkman. This year, Barry ended with its fourth season. Number seven, The Bear from uh, on the show, uh, the station FX. It's chaotic entertainment at its finest. Season two ups and shows uh, tragic comic element to a point where Martin McDonough uh, would be proud. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. 
Uh, it's powered by a truly compelling Jeremy Allen White, delivering one of the most sadly entertaining portrayal of misery in modern television. The Bear Season 2 evolved into more of an ensemble piece. Like a true kitchen, the Bear became a true working unit. There's a head chef, but everyone there is as important to the restaurant's success. Number six on Amazon Freebie, Jury Duty. Uh, no 2023 show was more surprising than Jury Duty. An Amazon Freebie original, the show is a hoax sitcom following Ronald Gladden, a solo cra- contractor, a, sol- a solar uh, contractor from San Diego, unaware that his Jury Duty summons isn't real. Everything's happening in the court case is staged, and everyone in the courtroom from the judge to the other jurors are actors. And although the premise might sound dubious at best and cruel at worst, jury duty might be 2023 most wholesome comedy. Gladden's naturalistic approach makes the gimmick pay off with the non-actor proving that there can be some genuine value in the otherwise barren and explodative land of reality TV. And number five, Netflix Beef. This one was one of my personal favorites. Uh, as it does every year, Netflix put a lot of content this year. And however, only a few of its efforts successes or successfully entered the entertainment language. And arguably, only Beef left a lasting impression on the business. Academy Award nominee Stephen Young stars opposite Ali Wong in a tale of escalation and pettiness that is as biting as it's clever. Uh, it's relevant and darily executed. B is the perfect mirror of an angry, frustrated, terrified society. It's among the years only show to capture our current situation with such expert accuracy, delivering a tale that is neither cautionary nor condemnatory. Uh, more interestingly, beef is a study of rage, its overwhelming power, its possible inevitability, and the ability to provoke true change within us. Beef is a reflective and intelligent show that never once stopped being entertaining, a feat not many other limited series can achieve. At number four, FX Reservation Dogs. FX comedy drama went on for three seasons without even rising to mainstream prominence. The show followed the lives of four indigenous teenagers in rural Oklahoma, painting a striking, raw, and eye-opening portrayal of life within a reservation. It's the first show when all indigenous uh, indigenous cast, sorry, and an almost entirely indigenous crew. Reservation Dolls is probably the best show you haven't watched. It's an intimate and revelatory look into their life, their feels, real in every possible sense. It's often as witty as discomforting without even becoming cruel. Season 3 delivered the show's final chapter with earnest confidence, delivering its message without beating you over the head with it. Like its central characters, Reservation Dog grew and matured with age, yet remained as unflinching and uncompromising as it was on day one. Its dialogue is sharp, its performances outstanding, and its humor dry, a burst of laughter too hard. 
Number three, Netflix, The Fall of the House of Usher. Mike Flanagan had been delivering consistently great miniseries at Netflix since 2018, release of the critical acclaim, The Haunting of Hill House. This year, Flanagan delivered the latest, and it turns out the last miniseries for Netflix, and it might be the best since the 2018 masterpiece. The Fall of the House of Usher stars a never-before Bruce Greenwood and an ultimately, ultimately uh, munificent Carla Giugino, leading an ensemble cast of Flanagan's regulars and newcomers like Mark Hamill and Mary McDonald. Coming in at number two, HBO's The Last of Us. Uh, video game adaptations are notorious for being often mediocre, seldom good, and nearly impossibly great. However, this seemingly unstoppable curse was broken when HBO delivered arguably the first truly incredible video game adaptation, the long-awaited The Last of Us. Internet daddy Pedro Pascal and GOT uh, Steensiller uh, Bella Ramsey star as Joel and Ellie in the live-action version when the most iconic and break, groundbreaking games in recent memory. The Last of Us was arguably 2023's biggest television phenomenon. It kicked the years off with a bang, dominating the, uh, the zygus with its intricate and profoundly impactful storytelling that wasn't afraid to expand upon its already acclaimed source material, further uh, elevated by two spectacular performances from Pascal and Ramsey. The two-hander is a gorgeously produced tale of survival and the human spirit, even in the bleakest situation. Also, secession at number one. Few shows have even portrayed the tragedy of a broken family unit with more death, complexity, and absurdity than Jesse Armstrong's secession. The show about the Roy family struggled to control the massive entertainment conglomerate Waystar Roy Company, perfectly capture every detail and nuance about loving someone you just can't stomach. It's insightful dialogue, perfectly delivered by a cast of incredibly unhinged performances, only made it more addictive and, in the long run, timeless. How you doing, Snowman James? Thanks for tuning in. That was one of the top TV shows for 2023. Now, Let's go over the best movies of 2023. It was a phenomenal year for movies, without a doubt. With its long shadows of the of, of the I'm sorry of the pandemic in retreat, the theater came back in all its infinite variety, fulfilling theaters to such an extent that the term Barbieheimer was coined to describe two summer movies that opened on the same day and shattered box office records. Few had hoped for Barbie, a film about a doll or uh, Oppenheimer, an epic about nuclear doomsday. But look at them now. They're heading into the Oscar race with dollar signs attached to their rave reviews. Both rank high among the year's best. But let's go down the list of the best in movies of 2023. Number one, again, Oppenheimer, the story of an American scientist by, uh, by the name of J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. Uh, it was number one for the year. It also starred Emily Blunt, Matt Damien, Robert Downey Jr., and Cillian Murphy. The director was Christopher Nolan. And number two, Barbie. 
a Hollywood hack could have turned this backstory of a Mattel doll into a quick buck opportunity. Instead, trailblazing director Greta Gerwig gifts us with a hot pink fantasia of feminist art that refuses to play its safe as Margot Robbie, Doubt Plague Barbie teams up with Ryan Gosling, Clueless Ken to keep you thinking long after the last die down. Number three, American fiction. There's a rush of fresh comics thinking its writer, director Core Jefferson's dazzling debut featured is the best and most bracing film role to date. Jeffrey Wright starred as Monk, a black novelist who feels angry and frustrated that his well-reviewed books never sells. It seems that the public only pony up for stories that juggle uh, tropes about black poverty and violence. So Monk joins the Enemy Club under a pseudonym, and he hits pay dirt with hilarious and pointless satiric results. This tale of an artist selling out his principle will make you laugh till it hurts. At number four, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I watched this, and, you know, you're saying, oh, it's an animated movie. This is more for the kids. But I beg to differ because adults can watch this. This is one of the best animated movies I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. When the hero clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. It stars uh, Shamik Moore. Haley Steinfeld, Brian Tyree Henry, and Lung Lauren Vele. Uh, it was also uh, directed by Kemp Powers and Justin K. Thompson, one of the best animation movies, and I'm glad it made the list. Number five, Maestro. A star, director, and co-writer, Bradley Cooper tops his career in this raw and romantic crescendo of a movie about a conductor-composer, Leonard Bernstein. The Oscar belongs to Cooper for his heartful to bursting tour, the force, as the maestro whose passion can't be confined to one kind of music or one sex. Uh, Carrie Mulligan is his, is his emotional equal as the wife, who lives with Bernstein angels and demons. Alive with glorious music, Cooper, labor of love, catches us up in the experience of watching a genius in this uh, a liber- uh, this uh, liberating act of venting himself. Also made the countdown, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. My personal favorite, uh, I'm going to put it out there, Tom Cruise, every Mission Impossible movie that he has done never disappoint, and this is just another one. Ethan Hunt and his IMF team must track down a dangerous weapon before it falls into the wrong hands. This movie was directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Again, it it stars Tom Cruise, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, Haley Atwell, I'm sorry. I just can't wait for part two. Also making the list, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is still reeling from the loss of Gamora. Peter Quill's rally his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. Stars Chris Pratt, Bradley Cooper. 
Uh, also, it's directed by James Gunn, uh, Zoe Sedana. Also coming onto the list, John Wick Chapter Four. He, uh, John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliance across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foe. Um, it was not my personal favorite because I thought it was just too violent, but it made the list as one of the top movies of 2023. Uh, it also starred Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Lance, uh, rest in peace, Lance Reddick. Uh, that was one of the top movies of 2023. Air made the list. Uh, it followed the history of sports marketing executive Sonny Vaccaro and how he led Nike in his pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan. It was directed by Ben Affleck. It starred Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Ben Affleck, and Chris Messina. Also, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Uh, this was based on a book that I remember reading as a child in school. It was part of our literature curriculum. It was part of the curriculum in English. And they finally made it into a movie in 2023. Uh, when her family moves from the city to the suburb, 11-year-old Margaret navigates new friends, feelings, and the beginning of adolescence. Uh, it starred Abby Ryder Fortson, Rachel McAdams, Kathy Bates, and uh and not and round out the top ten, and this was just released what uh, three days ago. We're talking about the color purple, the 2023 version. A woman faces many hardships in her life, but ultimately finds extraordinary strength and hope in the unbreakable bond of sisterhood. It uh, stars Fantasia, Barin- Fantasia Barino, Taraji P Henson, Daniel Brooks, and Coleman Domingo. What that uh, that uh, the color purple, the 2023 version, rounded out the top ten. Right now, we still have an hour and 14 minutes left to go. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to a special edition of That's Entertainment. It is my year-end review show. It is the time of the year where I do a rundown of some of the top entertainment stories, the top movies, the best in television, the best in song for 2023. And let's not forget the celebrities that we lost, which we'll, we'll talk about later on in the show as well as the top songs of 2023. This is my personal uh, chart of some of the best songs of 2023. And coming in at number, let's see, we got here, at number four, this guy, this South Korean artist, he's just a gem in himself. He is one, he is, he's one Seventh of the group called BTS, and before they took a hiatus, uh, before they went onto their mandatory military service, each of the members had did their own solo project, and Jimin was, I think, the third out of all the members to come out. But he had a great year. Uh, in the U.S., the K-pop phenomenon is still something that has been mostly associated in the mainstream with groups at least, until Jimin crashed the charts. The BTS alum released a slick and melodic dance pop number that made history as the first track from a South Korean solo artist to top the Billboard Hot 100. 
And after a large sale debut, the track continued to gain momentum as radio and the public jumped on board with the undeniable bop, which is driving more than just longtime fans crazy in 2023. Here is my list of some of the best music in 2023. Coming in at number four is Jimin and Like Crazy. Jimin from BTS 
with the number four spot on my personal songs, top songs for 2023, and uh, let's uh, it, it, and let's go crazy. Uh, you know, we speaking of music. You know, we talk about some of the concerts that we went to this year, and it was it was major. I mean, two of the best selling concerts by two incredible women really. I, I, I guess you can say it really dominated the whole concert scene. Uh, we're talking about Beyonce and Taylor Swift, um, but there wasn't the they're they're part of the countdown of the top concerts for 2023. But there was others as well, and let's go down um, some of the rundown in uh, one of the best concerts of 2023. Uh, we have here at number. Oh, we had uh, Pitbull, Enrique Iglesias, and Ricky Martin. The dynamic trio of Latin firebrands made the perfect trilogy tour, offering three distinctive sets that highlight their individual charm. Also coming in at the number, let's see here, okay, number five was Billy Joe and Stevie Nicks. So, uh, number six was Pitbull, Enrique Iglesias, and Ricky Martin. Number five, Billy Joe and Stevie Nicks, though they billed correctly as the two icons one night, it still seemed a quizzical pairing. But the sardonic New Yorker and the mystical muse of ethereal pop proved an endearing double shot on a series of stadium dates that began in March and hopscotched through the, throughout the year for shows through December. The April date in Arlington, Texas, was moved to March 9th, currently the pair's only 2024 joint appearance. At uh, number four, um, let's see, five, four, three, no, I'm sorry, three, two, I'm getting my countdown mixed up here, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Madonna comes in at number four. She, faithful, held their breath over the summer. All the Madonna fans held their breath over the summer as her long-awaited celebration tour. The first to be them an official retrospect of her staggering career. Was sidelined while she recovered from a bacterial infection serious enough to land her in the ICU for several days. So she's at number four. Billy Joe and Stevie Nicks was at number five. Pitbull, Enrique Iglesias, and Ricky Martin was at number six. Number three, Beyonce. Armed with a colossal eye-poppy production, which we learned in Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, took four years to create. The unstoppable force known as Beyonce stormed through a a two-and-a-half-hour stadium spectacle that leaned heavily on newer stages from Lemonade and Renaissance. Beyonce launched the tour overseas in May, so by the time she debuted in the U.S. at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia on July 12, the production thoroughly glistened. And through it all, Beyonce loomed magnificently on a video screen wall in all of her doe-eyed beauty as she snapped her elbow and stomped through uh, I'm That Girl and Crazy and offer a few throwback with Naughty Girl and Crazy in Love. The sixth segment of the show with titles such as Renaissance, Opulence, and Motherboard uh, allow her to just 
have groups songs and set pieces but the most memorable moment came from the mere appearance of Blue Ivy, her tween daughter with husband Jay Z. Uh, we, my, my daughters have went to see the concert in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, and it was everything they dreamed of and more. And I know a slew of family and friends who went to to that concert. I don't, I don't know anybody who did not go to that concert. It was one of the best. At number two, Taylor Swift. Even the most optimistic devotee couldn't have expected when Swift kicked off her Ares tour in Glendale, Arizona in March 17, that they would be doused with a 44-song set list and three-hour-plus production. But Taylor Swift, as we know, never does anything less than 1,000%. So it continued with her record-breaking, awe-inspired, fan appreciation sprawl of a concert, an insanely ambitious effort that Swift pulled off more than 50 times in the U.S. stadium before initiating a South American run. She transfers the globe through most of 2024 before returning her for additional U.S. shows in October. And forget the billionaire status, the Time Magazine Person of the Year accolade, the record-breaking Grammy nomination, when Swift engaged with fans, whether converting through radio smashes, You Belong With Me, Blank Space, Shake It Off, and Antihero, or uncorking a different pair of surprise songs at every show, she underscored how authenticity and vulnerability with every tune, or with every time. And also, not to mention, she booed up with one of the Kansas City's uh, number one football player, Kelsey. So, hey, she had a great year, definitely in 2023. The number one spot is YouTube for the best in concert. Well, it's not a concert. It's an experience. And for the September 29th opening of Las Vegas' newest toy, the multi-billion dollar Spear, the perfect band emerged with the perfect venue to create an unquestionably marvel. Among the IMAX meet the Death Star enormously, on enormousness of the venue, the head trip of visual both dizzling and dazzling and magnificent the acute sound and the undiminished fearlessness of the band, the U2 UV Atuna Baby Live at Spear is the definitive live music encounter. So it was one of the best top concerts for 2023. Top concert. Now, Let's not forget the residency tour uh, in Vegas, Usher. He had a year-long residency that closed out with a bang. Uh, If you hadn't had a chance to go out to Vegas to see his residency, you missed a great one because Usher really put on a show. I think he had one of the best residencies so far, and he Ended the show, uh, you know, throughout his residency, a lot of celebrities came to the show. A lot of celebrities that he serenaded, from Jennifer Hudson to Doja Cat, 
you name it, to Janelle Monet. They had a great time. Kiki Palmer, that's what got her in trouble with her man because she wore that sexy outfit on stage while Usher was serenading her. So he had one of the best uh, residencies in Las Vegas. I think uh, late February uh, we should see New Edition. They're up next with a residency there as well. Uh, we talk about concerts, but also 2023 was a year of memoirs. That's right. Uh, celebrities took mouth to pen to paper to write some of their um, never, you know, never ever talked about uh, things that they went through in their lives. And now more than ever, celebrities are taking to the memoirs to set their stories straight. And I'm sure you walk by a display of them at an airport bookstore and wondering, who on earth is reading that book? Well, it's us. And that's what the host of the Celebrity Memoir Book Club podcast said. Let's go down to the list of some of the best celebrity memoirs of 2023. Pamela Anderson loved Pamela. Uh, it's been added to the long list of stunning women who were treated diabolically by the tabloid media, and although her first draft was just a 50-page poem, her publisher persuaded her to extend it. Also, that the top memoirs of 2023 was uh, Paris Hilton's uh, Paris, the memoir. Now, you may think you know Paris Hilton, but until you spent 300-plus pages with her, you have no idea what's behind this glittering icon facade. Her book goes beyond tabloid flashbulbs and big parties to show you how a misunderstood kid needed the protection of her family but instead found safety on a, show, a stage in Ibiza. And although the memoir sidestepped valid criticism of Hilton in the service of revamping her image for a younger generation, it nevertheless does the important work of shedding light on the abusive, troubled teen industry. Also, uh, another uh, memoir that made the list for best in 2023, Minka Kelly, Tell Me Everything. Uh, Kelly is best known for starring on Friday Night Lights, but that's only scratches the surface of what's interesting about her. She took a complicated childhood and turned it into an absolute drive to add something good to the world. Her profound commitment to growth and accountability will leave you wondering why she didn't write a memoir sooner. Also on the list is Kerry Washington's Thicker Than Water. Kerry Washington is famously private about her life, so when she is ready to share anything, Pull up a chair. She keeps the Hollywood talk to a minimum while still honoring the craft of acting, offering brief odes to her Oscar-adjacent role, and admiring Olivia Pope's Chris Tailoring. The real narrative through, through line involves a family secret only recently uncovered. And despite selective sharing, Washington proved that you don't have to spill your guts to be vulnerable. Very few people's lives have an honest-to-God plot twist. And we're lucky that uh, Washington shared hers. Also on the list, and this I'm not surprised, Britney Spears, The Woman in Me. And although she was one of the most visible pop stars in the world, Spears went through a horrific decade about half of 
the conservatorship, suffering behind closed doors. With compassion and grace, she explained everything from her romantic relationship to the court battles that freed her and even touches on her recent Instagram post. And despite it all, she proved she still has so much love for music, dancing, and her kids. And rounding it out at the number one spot, who can forget? Jada Pinkett Smith, Worthy. From dealing drugs in Baltimore to becoming a theater school dropout to starring in a different world, Jada Pinkett Smith uh, lived five lives by the time she was 20. I'm sorry, she lived five lives by the time she was 20. 90% memoir and 10% enlightenment workbook. Worthy demonstrate that Pinkett Smith had put in the effort, but you'll occasionally wonder what that effort costs. She may not approach marriage and other milestones the way the average person does, but she had a wave of words that will put everyone's lifestyle choice into perspective. And also, Julia Fox, Down the Drain. Now, you think you read it all, and then there's Julia Fox, whose debut memoir proved that reading can be a physical activity. One of us lost our breath about 100 pages in. Fox was born in Italy, moved to New York with her father before she was in elementary school, and was living on her own with a drug-dealing boyfriend by the time she was 16. And that's just the start of the chaos. It takes an incredible life to make a whirlwind relationship with Ye. You know who I'm talking about, formerly Kanye West. The least interesting thing about you, but Fox is an incredible person. So that was some of the top memoirs of 2023. Uh, Right now we have 55 minutes left remaining in the show. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the year-end review of 2023. Every year I bring you a rundown of some of the top stories of entertainment for the year 2023 uh, from everywhere from the top shows, TV shows, top movies, top concerts, uh, the top songs, um, the scandals, you name it, the top most talked about stories of the year. And uh, the top music is different because it is my personal rundown of some of the best songs of 2023. And um, before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that in February, uh, tune in for my Valentine's Day show. It's the one time of the year where I do a full music show of some of my favorite artists to celebrate Lover's Holiday. So if you don't have any plans for that evening, and or if you did have plans and you want to wind down, settle down for the evening with that special someone, hang out with me. Keep me company as you enjoy some of the smooth sounds of the R&B genre with some of my artists a favorite artist from the genre, and uh, just keep it company. You will not be disappointed. It's going to be on uh, February 14, 2024, my Valentine's Day show. Also, if you are just tuning in and listening to That's Entertainment for the first time, welcome. That's Entertainment is going on 14, 15-plus years here on Blog Talk Radio. So I just want to give a shout-out to all my uh Shout out to all the people out here, all my listeners out here from here in the States to Europe to Africa to Asia for 
keeping me company and joining me and supporting me all these years here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I really appreciate the love and, and you guys tuning in each time where we give a rundown of some of the top entertainment stories of the week. Also, if you can't listen to the show in its entirety, you can always come back here on Blog Talk Radio and listen to the show uh, in the archives. I also post the show on Facebook and Twitter. So just um, make sure you also uh, check out the, the show from there if you can't listen to the show in its entirely. 53 minutes left remaining in the show. And what's a year in review without talking about the people that, the celebrities that we lost in 2023? Um, I might haven't gotten all of the celebrities, but I got the majority of them. And we lost a lot of people. We really lost a lot of people. Um, let's start with uh, Joss Acklin, 95 years old. He he had a dozen of movies and TV credits, but he will be remembered best for the work he did in the late 1980s and into the 1990s. He played the villain Aaron Rudd in 1989, Lethal Weapon 2. He then played the Soviet Union ambassador in 1990s, The Hunt for Red October. And then in 1992, he played the lovable skate maker Hans in The Mighty Ducks. He returned for the sequel in 1996. Ackland died on November 19. No cause was given. We also lost Burt Baccarat, who was 94, the six-time Grammy winner and three-time Oscar winner, Baccarat gave us some of the most memorable pop tunes of all time. The composer and pianist was responsible for Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head from the movie Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, as well as Best That You Can Do, the theme from the movie Arthur, along with lyricist Hal David. The duo was regarded as one of the best songwriting teams of all time. There's the hit that did they did with Dionne Warwick, like Walk On By and I'll Never Fall In Love Again. Other hits include The Story of My Life from Marty Robbins and Magic Moments sung by Perry Como. Baccarat died on February 8th of natural causes. We also lost Bob Barker, who was 99 years old. The legendary game show host of The Price is Right was a fixture in the homes and houses during the daytime for an astounding 35 years. It resulted in Barker winning 14 Daytime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Game Show Host over his career and an Emmy for Lifetime Achievement in 1999. Barker died on August 26 of natural causes. We also lost Jeff Beck. He was 78. The beloved English guitarist of the Yardbirds spent decades involving his style as he was influenced by everything from blues to hard rock. Beck won the Grammy for Best Rock Instrumental Performance six times and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, once for being in the Yardbirds and the second time as a solo artist. He died on January 10th after contracting a bacterial meningitis infection. We also lost Harry Belafonte. Uh, He was 96. Harry Belafonte spoke at my uh, college commencement ceremony. 
when I graduated from Long Island University. Uh, he spoke at my commencement. Um, he was a beloved singer, songwriter, actor, and activist. Uh, he was beloved by millions for many reasons. Along with winning Emmy, Tony, and Grammy Awards, he also fought for civil rights alongside his late friend, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and Sidney Poitier. Belifonte died on April 25th. The cause of death was congestive heart failure. Richard Belzer, who he was 78, you know, he is known for playing the character director John Munch. Munch. His sarcastic charm made him a fixture on shows like Homicide, Life on the Street, and Law and Order for years. But he was so good at his character that Belzer Munch also found his way on other shows on other networks, which is unheard of. Belzer uh, died on February 19 at his home in the south of France after an illness. Tony Bennett, 96 years old. Born Anthony Dominique Benedetto in Queens, New York, the world knew him as Tony Bennett. The crooner was timeless. He performed hits for generations of fans. His first hit was Because of You. It followed with another huge hit, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Bennett would go on to win 18 Grammys. When he did an unplugged performance for MTV, it led to a new generation of fans and countless performers wanting to do a duet with him, including the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Amy Winehouse, Christina Aguilera, and Lady Gaga. In 2014, Bennett and Gaga recorded a joint studio album, Cheek to Cheek, which debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Bennett died on July 21st after a battle with Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, he was one of the best, that's for sure. Also, we lost actor Robert Blake at age 89. He was best known for playing the lead in the mid-1970s TV series Beretta, in which he played a street-smart detective with a cockatoo for a pet named Fred. Blake would end an Emmy for the role. The actor is also known for his infamous private life as he was forced as he was the face of a high-profile court case after being charged with the 2001 murder of his wife. Blake was acquitted of the charges as well as one court count of soliciting murder in a 2005 trial. Blake died on March 9th due to heart disease, according to the Associated Press. We also lost recently actor Andre Bauer, um, as you listened a couple weeks ago when he passed, he was one of the celebrities I had wanted to interview when uh, the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine had did a press tour. And some of the actors I interviewed on the show, like um, Melissa Romero, uh, also I interviewed, um, God, I can't even think of the names of the, <laughs> the people on the show, um, Chelsea Baretti. Also, uh, Joe Logtriglio, that was the name I couldn't remember the last time. Those are the three cast members of the show I had interviewed. But I was I was so wanting to interview Andre Bauer because he was one of my favorite characters on the show, but he didn't participate in the radio tour, so I was a little disappointed. But uh, still, all in all, 
Uh, this Chicago-born actor was a force whether on the small or big screen. The two-time Emmy winner was known best for his six years on the hit 1990s series Homicide, Life on the Street, and more recently playing Captain Raymond Holt on the comedy series Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Bauer died on December 11 due to lung cancer. Because at the time they said that he died of an illness, but they didn't, um, they didn't, they didn't let, they didn't know what it was. And then later on, we found out it was lung cancer. And the crazy part about it, he had quit smoking for what I think over a decade, but he still developed lung cancer. So that's why if you are a former smoker, make sure you get that CT scan to make sure that your lungs are in the clear for not developing lung cancer. Right now we got 45 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another music break. Coming in at um, at the top songs for 2023 is uh, number three, Doja Cat, Paint the Town Red. She sure did. This F the Hater Anthem, a global chart topper that continues smashing glass ceilings for female rappers, is built on a juicy sample of Dionne Warwick and Burt Baccarat's Everlasting Walk On By. Flipping the original sentiments with even more shade than the, the Strangler, with her chirpy sneer darting between the sample signature trumpet notes, Doja Cat defends her hairstyle and social media swag and owns her current reputation as a demon lord with such giddy pleasure. Coming at number three, the top song for 2023 is Doja Cat and Paint the Town Red. <laughs> Get to my head, I don't care, I pay the town 
25 years young. Cloud instantly became a fan favorite on the HBO series Euphora, playing the character of a drug dealer, Fesco, despite the fact that he has zero acting experience before joining the show. Cloud died on July 31st at his family home in Oakland, California. His death came as he was struggling with his, the loss of his father, who was buried in Ireland a week prior. We also lost David Crosby at the age of 81. This influential singer-songwriter behind two of the biggest bands of the 1960s, The Birds and Crosby, Still, Nash, and Young. The Birds' first single, a harmony version of Bob Dylan's Mr. Timber, uh, Tambourine Man, went number one on the U.S. single chart in early 1965. The band would become America's answer to the Beatles with its pop-folk influence. He was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Twice, Crosby died on January 18. No cause was given. Melinda Dillon passed away at 83. She was the most motherly figure in some of the most famous movies of all time, from Steven Spielberg's 1977 classic *Close Encounter of the Third Kind*. She played the mother of uh, the mother who can't stop her son from being abducted by aliens, and alongside Richard Dreyfuss, searches for um, answers. And then in 1983, she was in A Christmas Story, where she played a mother trying to raise two boys in a beloved comedy. She also played the mother of a family that takes in Bigfoot in the 1987 comedy Harry and the Hendersons. She passed away January 9th. No cause was given. We also lost... uh, acclaimed character actor Michael Gambon at the age of 82. His career spanned six decades. He graced both the stage and screen in memorable roles over his career. And at the start of his career, he was one of the original members of the Royal National Theater alongside fellow acting legend Laurence Olivier. But for most, he will be remembered for taking the role of Professor Albus Dumbledore following the death of Richard Harris in 2002. He played the role beginning with 2004 Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Gammon died on September 28th following a bout of pneumonia. We lost Lynn Goodman at the age of 78. For 30 seasons of Dancing with the Stars, Lynn Goodman was the show's North Star. As head judge of the popular dance competition, the one-time champion ballroom dancer brought a legitimacy to the judge's table as his critiques of the novice stars trying their best to dance alongside uh, professionals were always tough but fair. Along with Dancing with the Star, Goodman was a judge on Strictly Come Dancing, the U.K. version of the competition from 2004 to 2016. He served as a head judge on Dancing with the Stars for more than 15 years and 30 seasons. Goodman died on uh, April 22nd due to bone cancer. Steve Harwell passed away at the age of 56 as one of the founders of the band Smash Mouth. Harwell's voice was a fixture through the late 90s and early 2000s when the band was at its height thanks to popular songs like Walking on the Sun and All Star. Harwell died on September 4th due to liver failure. And who can forget this man here, Ron Cephas Jones. He was 66. 
the veteran actor, character actor, was best known for his Emmy-winning performance on the TV series This Is Us, in which he played William Hill, the biological father of Randall Pearson, played by Sterling K. Brown. Previous to that, Jones was known for his work on the stage, including the 2014 Broadway production of Mice and Men. His TV and movie credits include Mr. Robot, Luke Cage, He Got Game, Half Nelson, and Dolomite Is My Name. Jones died on August 19 due to a long-standing pulmonary issue, and that's according to People magazine. Norman Lear was 101 years old when he passed away. You know, he was responsible for uh, revolutionizing television in the 1970s. Behind shows like All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Good Times, and The Jeffersons, Lear's storytelling brought the complicated world around us onto our TV screens every night. It would lead to Emmy wins and acclaim in Hollywood for the rest of his life, but his work transcended television as it pushed what could and should be told on screen. Um, whether it's the whether it be Vietnam or racism, Lear died on December fifth of natural causes at his home in Los Angeles. Coco Lee. She was 48 years old. She was born in Hong Kong, but she rose to fame as a pop star in the 1990s and 2000. Then she found international acclaim when she voiced the lead character Mulan in Disney Mandarin release of 1998 Mulan and for singing the Mandarin version of the song Reflection from the movie. In 2001, Lee took to the stage at the Oscars to sing a song from the soundtrack of the hit movie, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She died on July 5th, and according to the singer's sister, she was struggling with depression for the last few years and died while in a coma after she attempted suicide. We also lost Michael Lerner at the age of 81. The veteran character actor was known for his booming voice and tough-as-nails role through the decades. Highlights include playing a studio executive in the 1991 Cone, uh, Cone, uh, Cone's brother movie, Martin Fink, which earned him an Oscar nomination, playing legendary gambler Arnold Rothstein in 1988, Eight Men's Out, and a ruthless gan- uh, gangster opposite Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor the following year in Harlem Nights. Lerner died on April 8th. No cause was given. We also lost Lisa, uh, Lisa Loring at the age of 64. Loring was the first actor to portray Wednesday Adams in The Adams Family, the youngest member of the fictional Adams Family in the sitcom, which ran for two seasons between 1964 and 1966. She went on to be blueprint of the character who would be played generations later by the likes of Christina Ricci, and most recently, Jenna Otega on the Netflix series Wednesday. Her other credits include The Girl from Uncle, Fancy Island, and Barnaby Jones. Lauren died on January 28th following complications from a stroke caused by high blood pressure. Mark Margulies, he passed away at 83. Uh, Margulies found fame playing despicable villains in some of the most known movies and TV shows. Early in his career, he found fame playing Alberto the Shadow in Brian De Palma's 1983 classic Scarface. Uh, later in his career, he found greater acclaim as the bell-ringing elderly drug kingpin Hector 
uh, Salamanca in Breaking Bad. He also reprised the role for Better Call Sal. That role would lead to him getting an Emmy nomination in 2012. He also played the cranky landlord in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, opposite Jim Carrey, and starring in numerous Darren Aronofsky movies like Pie, uh, The Fountain, The Wrestler, Black Swan, and Noah. Margulis died on August 4th. No cause was given. We also lost Lolo Chantrell Mitchell, better known as Gangsta Boo. She was only 43 years old. The Memphis rapper and former member of the 3-6 Mafia was a beloved female figure in the Dirty South era of rap in the 1990s. Boo also showed up on songs with Eminem, Gucci Mane, Mane uh, Run the Jewels, Outkast, Lil Wayne, Blood Orange, Lotto, and others. Uh, Boo was found dead at her home in Memphis on January 1st. No official cause of death was given. Oh, and this was a real blow. Remember actor Richard Mull? He was 80 years old with his six eight, no, his six foot eight frame. Richard Mull was hard to miss on anything he starred in, but his most memorable role was playing the wacky bailiff Aristotle Nostradamus Bull Shannon on the 1980 hit TV series Night Court. Mull died on October 26. No cause was given. And Sinead O'Connor was 56 when she passed. The Irish singer found worldwide acclaim thanks to her 1990 rendition of the Prince song, Nothing Compares to You, and becomes the number one single in the world that year. Over her career, she released 10 albums, but over that time, she also found attention due to controversies. In 1992, while performing on Saturday Night Live, she took out a photo of Pope John Paul II and tore it up with, uh, tore it up and said, quote, fight the real enemy. She said the act was in protest of child abuse in the Catholic Church. The act would lead to an onslaught of criticism. However, years later, O'Connor had zero regrets. The singer died on July 26. No cause was given. Ryan O'Neill just recently passed. He was 82 years old. He worked steadily through his life in movies and TV, including stunts on Bones and Desperate Housewives. But he his was also known his his he's he's known for showing up in the tabloid. That's his whole personality, his character. He's better known for that. His 30-year relationship with actress Farrah Fawcett always kept him in the news. Also, his rocky relationship with his kids, including Tate O'Neill, Ryan O'Neill died on December 8th. No cause was given. And this one was a real blow. This was a real shocker. No one saw this coming. Matthew Perry, he was only 54 years young. Uh, in the 1980s, he landed guest spots on big sitcoms like Charles in Charge and Silver Spoon. That followed with roles on Growing Pains and Boys Will Be Boys. Then in 1984, his life life changed forever. Being cast as Chandler Bing, the sarcastic member in a group of friends living in New York City, the NBC sitcom Friends, uh, it it, it ran for 10 years on the air and became one of the biggest shows on television. Perry also battled with alcoholism and drug addiction for years. On October 28, Perry died after a fatal drowning at his Los Angeles area home. Yep. And Lisa Marie Presley, 
she passed away also at 54 years of age. The beloved daughter of Elvis and Priscilla Presley, she grew into an adult. Her fame grew too. She married Michael Jackson, making them the biggest couple in the world for a brief time. They divorced in 1996. She followed in her father's footsteps and made music. Uh, Presley released three albums, including singles, where she performed duet with her late father. Presley made her la- uh, last public appearance on January 10th at the 80th, uh, annu- a- the 80th annual Golden Globes, where a biopic of her father, played by Baz Luhrmann, um, Elvis was nominated for three awards. And August Bet- Butler's performance at- as Elvis Presley won Best Performance by an Actor in a Drama. Presley died on January 12th after experiencing cardiac arrest at her Calabasas home. Right now, we have 26 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to continue with the, the list of celebrities that we lost in 2023. But as you've been listening throughout the show, we also remember the top songs for 2023. This is my personal list of some of the best songs for 2023. And coming in at number at number two, Victoria Monet. You know, it's been tempting to call On My Mama a throwback with its blaring horns, live bass, and declarations of looking fly. But a more apt description for would-be timeless. The verses are catchier than most choruses. The chorus has the little pause in it that forces your shoulder to dip and the lyrics. I'm so deep in my bag like a grandma with a peppermint keeps the song fresh after a couple dozen listens. Victoria Monet has been known for years as one of the industry's best songwriters, often for other artists like Ariana Grande's Thank You Next, Chloe and Haley Do It, Selena Gomez and Blackpink Ice Cream, and occasionally for herself, Coasting, Experience, Ass Like That. But with On My, On My Mama, she struck the perfect balance between what made her an in-demand hired gun and what makes her an alluring artist in her own right, namely her effortless swagger. Using rapper Charlie Boy's 2009 song, I Look Good, as a foundation, Monet built a sturdy empowerment anthem packaged in a smooth, low-riding R&B chassis. Coming in at number two, the top, one of the top songs of 2023 is Victoria Monet's On My Mama. On My Mama. They say she get it from her mama. I'ma say you fuck her right. Body looking humble like dummy in the humble type. Tell me, is you down? Cause I'm trying to go up tonight. All the shit you said to write. I just want to live in a fantasy. I think we deserve it right. Top of the memories I've ever made in my life. Permanent Good. 
My girl Victoria Monet coming in at number two from one for, for the top songs of 2023 in On My Mama and congratulations because Victoria Monet just got nominated for that song for best song of the year and best new artist of the year so congratulations to her. Uh, we got 20 minutes left remaining in the show again. I want to continue with the, some of the celebrities that we lost. Of during the year, and uh, you know I just lost my place here. Uh, let's see here where I am now. Uh, let's see. Ah, here we go. Remember Lance Reddick? We just spoke about the one of the top movies of the year, uh, John Wick Three, and which he also starred in, and the other two uh, John Wick. Uh, uh, franchise movies. Uh, Reddick was a respected character actor thanks to his well-known performance as Cedric Daniels, the tough affair lieutenant in the beloved HBO series The Wire. Most recently, he played Sharon, the concierge of the Continental Indy John Wick franchise. Reddick died of natural causes in his Los Angeles home on March 17. Paul Rubin died at 70 years old in his in the 1980s and 1990s no other performers was more beloved by children than Paul Rubin better known as Pee Wee Herman with his gray suit and red bow tie along with his weird voice and even weirder antics Rubin crafted an alter ego for himself birth first on stage but thanks to movies and TV became a household name Rubin died on July 30th after having battled cancer privately for years and here was another big blow uh, for us, actor Richard Roundtree. He passed away at the age of 81. He became the face of the trailblazing 
black po- black potation uh, movie genre when he starred as John Shaft in the 1971 Gordon Park film Shaft, playing a stylish private detective who didn't take any crap from the mob or the cops. Roundtree performance became a hero for black America during a turbulent time in the country, still dealing with racial equality following the civil rights movement of the late 1960s. Roundtree died on October 24th. He died at his home in Los Angeles of pancreatic cancer. We also lost actor Tom Sizemore at the age of 61 from his bit part early in his career like Born on the Fourth of July, Point Break, Passenger 57, and True Romance to the peak of his career giving memorable roles in The Natural Born Killers, Heat, Saving Private Ryan, and Black Hawk Down. Sizemore could be charming in one scene, then unleash his madness in the next, and that talent made him a major fixture in the biggest movies of this decade. Sizemore died on March 3rd following a brain aneurysm on February 18th. And Suzanne Somers, who passed away at 76, an iconic actress and uh, infomercial queen. Suzanne Somers is best known for playing Chrissy Snow in the hit 1970s TV series Three's Company opposite John Ritter and Joyce D. Witt. Then in the 1990s being the face of the popular exercise machine The Thighmaster, However, she also was ahead of her time attempting to use her stardom and the popularity of the TV show she was on to leverage equal pay, and it led to a dramatic shift in her career. Summers never landed a TV or movie role as big as Chrissy Snow after that, but over the decades she kept celebrity status thanks to infomercials and authoring books. She died on October 15 due to a recurrence of breast cancer. Jerry Springer passed away at 79. He he will go down as one of the most controversial talk show hosts of all time. Thanks to his show, Jerry Springer, he was a fixture on daytime TV in the late 1990s as his show featured people who didn't like each other. Sometimes it was domestic reasons, sometimes it was friends at odds leading to physical altercation right on stage. Springer died on uh, April 27 peacefully in his home in suburban Chicago. Ray Stevenson was 58. He played one of the Knights of the Round Table in Antoine Fuqua's 2004 movie, King Arthur. A few, after, a few years after that, he landed the lead role playing Frank Castle in the Marvel movie Punisher Warzone. He also showed up in the Thor and Divergent franchises. Uh, most recently, he played the villain Governor Scott Buxton in the global box office sensation RRR and will next be seen playing a Jedi who turned bad in the upcoming Star Wars series on Disney Plus, Asaka. Stevenson died on April, I'm sorry, on May 21st. No cause was given. And Tina Turner was 83 years old. She was regarded as the queen of rock and roll for decades. Tina Turner was a force in the music world thanks to her powerful singing and endless energy when she performed. Turner is one of the best-selling artists of all time with 12 Grammys. She is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and is the first black artist and first female to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. Her hits will be beloved forever. Private Dancer, Better Be Good to Me, Proud Mary, What Love Got to Do With It, and yes, she even did a James Bond song with Golden Eye. Turner died on May 24th. No cause was given. Raquel Welch 
died at the age of 82. Her career was spanned over 50 years in the big screen and small, as well as becoming a fashion trendsetter throughout the decades. Welch died on February 15 following a brief illness, according to her manager. Cindy Williams passed away at the age of 75. She was one half of the TV comedy royalty as she played Shirley opposite Penny Marshall's Laverne on the popular late 1970s sitcom Laverne and Shirley. Williams died on January 25th. No cause was given. And Treat Williams. Wow, this was a blow to me because I um, there was a movie he had did I think it was in the late 80s, called Third Degree Burns. That's how I know of him. And that was one of my favorite movies he's ever played. Um, he's no relation to Cindy Williams, but he was a fixture in movies and TV since his breakout role in 1979 on George Berger in the big screen adaptation of the hit musical Hair. And since then, he was best known for playing Dr. Andrew Brown in the early 2000s on the WB series Everwood. Williams died on June 12, following a motorcycle crash in Vermont. And last but definitely not least, uh, Burt Young. He was 83 years old. Uh, Burt Young spent most of his early careers getting small roles in acclaimed movies like 1974 Chinatown and The Gambler. But then his life changed when he got cast as the down-and-out yet lovable brother-in-law in 1976 Rocky. Young also starred in 1984 Once Upon a Time in America and 1986 Back to School. He died on October 8th. No cause was given. And that was the list of some of the celebrities that we lost, that we remember in 2023. Right now, we got 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And uh, as we're coming to a close of the rundown of some of the top entertainment stories of 2023, we also did a list of some of the top songs of 2023 this is my personal list of some of the songs that i thought was the best in 2023 we did a rundown we came in what came in at number uh five was scissor snooze number four on my list was jimin like crazy number three was doja cat paint the town red and number two was was uh victoria monet on my mama so my top song for 2023 is from a girl, a woman from South Africa. South African Afropop star Tyla scored a late-breaking global hit with her effortless, effortless, seductive song called Water. And it's easy to see why. A waterfall of sugary harmonies, perfectly placed ad-libs, an undeniably earworm of a hook. I should say undebatably earworm of a hook. And a tastefully percussive beat that gave way to a viral dance challenge. Water was always destined to connect the way it did. The anchor, of course, is Tyla, with her belgling timber and a Candence that recalls the finer pop and B moment of Rihanna and Ariana Grande. Tyler may have asked if we could blow her mind, but she ended up blowing ours. Number one for the top song of 2023 is my favorite song, Water.
Thank everybody who tune in, who tune in every year when we do the year in review 
of 20, of all the top entertainment stories of the year. Um, I want to thank everybody who have uh, been listening throughout the year, been supporting the show throughout the year, and uh, we're going to do it all all over again in 2024. So um, I'm going to close out the show. Thank you as always. And if you wasn't able to listen to the show in its entirety, you can always go back here on Blog Talk Radio and listen to the show in its entirely. We also post the show on our Facebook page and on Twitter. Also, again, in February, make sure you tune to my Valentine's Day show. It's the one show of the year where I do a music show of some of my favorite love songs and slow jams celebrating Lover's Holiday. Uh, it will be posted. Make sure you keep an eye on that show. It's going to be on February 14th. And make sure you tune in for that. Okay, uh, I also want to say um, it's been a great year. And as usual, um, Best Entertainment Online Radio will be celebrating its, I believe, 14th or 15th year here on Blog Talk Radio. Also, if you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you follow us on uh, Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on X at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on X at stiletto fourteen. That's stiletto like the shoe. S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. We only have five minutes left, but I'm going to close the show off early. But I just want to say, everybody, have a great rest of the year, and Happy New Year. I'll get to talk to you in the new year. It's going to be the same. It's going to be a brand new year, but it's going to be the same old Hollywood. Look forward, you, look forward to talking to you about the new stories that we have coming up in the new year. That's going to be all for it for now. Have a great week. Make sure you stay safe, have a great new year, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.